Hello, this is episode 2 of Australian Women Writers in Conversation series. My name is Marissa Vikramnayaka, and today we have Marianne Delacour, also known as Marianne De Pierce, to talk to us about her 16-plus crime and sci-fi novels, and also cake. The cake is very important. Welcome. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Welcome. You are the writer crime and science fiction, and you're the author of Summer Sharp and Parish, and I don't know how to say the last one. Placey. Okay. Why do you write under two names? Okay. Uh, I'm Marianne de Pierre, uh, also known as Marianne Delacourt, or at least I write under the name Marianne Delacourt as well. Um, Marianne Delacourt is my crime um, pseudonym, and I write under that well, I chose to write under a pseudonym for my crime because I felt that it was so different from my science fiction work that um, I needed readers to understand that this was really quite a different person. So I didn't want my science fiction readers to pick up a, a Tara Sharp novel and, and wonder, you know, what had happened. <laughs> but even your crime fiction has a little bit of science fiction fantasy stuff in it. It's like you yeah. can never get away. Why is this? Why? Why? You love sci-fi so much. Yeah, I, I, it's true. You're quite right. I can't ever get away from it. I just, once I start writing contemporary fiction, I just get bored and I uh, I just feel like I need to have something, you know. Normal everyday stuff is not good enough for you. <laughs> it's not my kind of escapism. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I do always have to have something a little bit fantastical in there. So in my 30s, I started writing seriously, but, um, you know, I had written all my life. I mean, I'd started writing when I was eight or nine, and, but never really thought that I wanted to make a career out of it. Um, so it's always been there, um, and I just the opportunity came and had my children. So I thought, now oh, I need to start writing or, or give up that dream altogether. My first book was Nylon Angel, which is mm -hmm. the first book Parish Placey series, which was uh, a trilogy. It was the second book I'd ever written, um, and the first book novel I ever wrote. You never see the light of day. It was a space adventure that was really, um, you know, like a lot of first novels, not very good. <laughs> So that was, uh, Nylon Angel was published in 2004, and I've kind of been publishing fairly steadily since then. I think I've had a book out pretty much every year since then. So. How is it that you're so prolific? I don't know. I think it's all relative, Marissa, because mm -hmm. I, so some people say I don't write enough, <laughs> <laughs> and other people say I'm really prolific, so I guess it depends on, on your perspective. But, um, you know, I've worked very hard. Um, uh, I've been fortunate to have publishing contracts. So, um, you know, I've had opportunities to keep writing full time, which has just been fantastic. And, and um, you know, I, I just, I guess a bit of luck and just a lot of hard work. And someone wanted to know how you got your first big break. Yeah, I think it... The, the way that I first got published is probably quite similar to how most people get published in that I'd been writing short stories and I'd written two novels and I'd been sending them out 
and uh, not having much luck and I'd been rejected because Nylon Angel, the first published novel I had was science fiction and there weren't a lot of Australian publishers buying that kind of stuff. So, but um, I sent uh, my stuff to an agent in Sydney and I was lucky in that she was interested in it. She wasn't quite sure whether she'd be able to sell it but um, it turns out that she did. So it was just by submitting and being rejected and doing a lot of hoping and a lot of crying when I got rejected. Um, so that's in about 2000, I think, and I started with Brown Australia and um, um, they sold that first trilogy to Orbit in the UK at that stage. And so um, that's kind of where it started. Which one is your favourite so far? Out of all your characters. Oh, you know that. No, 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 character, character, character. <laughs> huh? What? You know it's like asking who your favourite child is. <laughs> okay, when I was reading Tara Shaw, wait a minute. This sounds quite familiar. Tara Shaw and her interests seem to match very well with a certain someone. <laughs> <laughs> sitting behind the computer and writing, like all the stuff about basketball and living in Perth. And, yeah, so I was just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think, oh, absolutely. You know, Tara Sharp is probably closer to me in some ways than yeah. many of my other characters. But she's still not me, you know. You For a start, she's only 27. <laughs> Well, what I love is about Charter Shop, that first book especially, okay, uh, like, I, I got into it and I was like, okay, this is a fun romp and everything, but the funniest thing for me was, like, because I'm in Perth as well now, um, the place names you gave certain places. So, first of all, there are half the names for places you recognize, because they, you know, the actual places, and then the other half were kind of like, you know, in the, in, in the place name. If it yeah. existed in Perth, this is where it would be. This is what it would be. Little Perth, for example, that was that was funny. And I thought for a long time, okay, maybe you meant Northridge, but you referred to Northridge later on. So I was like, where could you be? <laughs> and I'm, yeah, I'm trying to put all, I don't know, where is Bunker? Where is Bunker supposed to be? Ah, uh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. That's the secret. It was quite deliberate because I could have named everything, you know, um, in real terms, um, but I thought this is a work of fiction. It is not, you know, I'm not trying to pretend that it is anything else. So I felt that the best way to approach that was to mix it up and have some very real place names and some imaginary. So there's some very snarky insights as well, like the thing about the railway line dividing different classes of people and then, you know, the kind of people that walk down Cottesloe Cafe Strip all the time and little snarky bits of description keep popping up and I have to stop everything and go, I don't care about the story, for 10 minutes I need to laugh. That's <laughs> the best part. And then you had all these bits coming up from nowhere, those little tiny mysteries uh, to wrap up who who was following her in the BMW, for instance. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, see, I, I don't know how you did that, but it was very interesting because you think it's part of the main mystery and in the end it's not at all. It's like completely random and totally out of the pool. So you keep the person guessing and all these questions to her. And she's a character, man. 
God, climbing over fences without the trousers on and things. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I mean, again, that was deliberate. I think one of the dangers when you write crime fiction and certainly when you watch, watch crime television is that everything that happens in a, in a crime show leads back to the solving of history. Yes. And so you know it's almost, it becomes such artifice then, you know that there's, so it kind of takes a lot of the mystery out of it. So I do like to have elements that appear to be part of the, mystery, the main mystery. It keeps guessing, then you're not quite sure what really you should be taking notice of and what you shouldn't. Mm. So yeah, a deliberate thing on my part just to keep some of the mystery there. Yeah. And it was interesting, the aura thing helps you describe people's emotions in a very different way and it like kind of it charges the scene and like as soon as like she's like oh these weird colors you're like oh my god what does that mean what does that mean and you're waiting for her <laughs> interpretation <laughs> well you know i wrote a guide i have a guide or a key if you like to the auras and i keep it by me when i'm writing stories so that i can interpret you know, so I've got consistency with the auras, so I've got a key. One one thing about uh, having multiple series going, I can't bring all the details to mind, right? They're not all on the tip of my head, because I'm not writing Tara Sharp at the moment. They're not actually writing the second in the Peacemaker so my brain is totally immersed in that at the moment. So I have, for every novel I write, I have a big... I'll show you one. What? So every every novel has this. Mm -hmm. um, so I keep um, a log of lists of names and things like that. I prefer to have them handwritten. If I have plot problems, I use that to scroll around in that. And if I have to draw maps, sometimes I get caught and I have to reread through you know previous book in the series to just to, to brush up on little details because you know when you're creating all the time and after. You know, I think this will be my 16th or 17th, 17th novel coming out this year. Um, you know, you do struggle to remember all the details of everything you've ever written. Yeah. So, and I'm getting older. I'm sure my memory is not as good as it used to be. So, how many, yeah. how many in the title shop? Be, the fourth one will come out next year. And then we'll have to review how the sales go for that. And hopefully... I mean, I would like to think with Tara Sharp that um, I would go to six books. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, that's one thing I do feel quite strongly about is that the characters really need to grow and change. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I couldn't hold a character at a certain age for book on book on book. I just don't think that's credible. I don't think it's fair. So I like my characters to go somewhere and evolve. About your female characters, are you a feminist? <laughs> Well, certainly, in, in answering your question, yes, I am a feminist, but, um, you know, that is that itself opens up the whole question of what is feminism mm -hmm. now because the feminist movement has gone through many changes over the years and we're in now we're in post-feminism. So it's kind of not... It's a, a simple question and a complex question at once. Mm -hmm. um, and... Probably simply from my point of view, I grew up reading boys' adventure stories mm -hmm. and wishing that I could be that character. Mm -hmm. So um, I think I'm still living out that that a little bit in terms of well, why shouldn't I be able to be that character? So I do write girls' adventure stories. There's no mm -hmm. doubt about it. 
me it's also about writing characters that I feel will be authentic. You know, strong female characters feel authentic to me. Writing strong male characters is harder because I'm not a male. They kick things and take names down. They do, all of them do. I've noticed this. What is the most surprising thing you've discovered being a writer? How hard it is to sit still for long periods. <laughs> Seriously. I find that it's very tiring. I find much more energised when I'm up and moving around, so to sit for hours working uh, makes me very tired. If I could find some antidote to that, I'd write a million books. Tell us something surprising about yourself that no one else knows. I'm absolutely addicted to cake. You're absolutely addicted to cake. What kind of cake? There are a few people that know that regularly, but I always... <laughs> I always have to have a piece of cake wherever I am. It's kind of my comfort thing. <laughs> so what's your favourite cake? Really good carrot cake. It's really nice. Now you have to recommend an Australian female author. I, I wouldn't recommend one. I would recommend many. Okay. I think the best thing I can say is go to Australian Women Writers' website mm -hmm. and look at their book recommendations. There's some fabulous, fabulous Australian female writers. No, after Miss Maker, what about Tara Sharp or the next? Uh, maker? Yes, uh, Miss Maker, and then I'll be writing, finishing the next Tara Sharp novel. Mm -hmm. I'm also studying a master's at the moment, mm -hmm. um, which is a creative master's, so I'm writing a novella for that, which will become a novel eventually. Thank you very much for interviewing me. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.